0: May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia, and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michael Lenz, also author of the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions to Real Pain. Today, we are going to be talking about more on the medical history. Last week, we reviewed on the last episode, understanding the structure that a physician goes through to help figure out what is causing your symptoms, what is the diagnosis. And then we're going to highlight today some very fibromyalgia-specific symptoms to help make the diagnosis and help see if you have the diagnosis, but also as you walk through the battle trying to conquer fibromyalgia to get some more insight on the significance of the symptoms that you can then use as strategies to help battle it. One exciting news I wanted to share is that the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia audiobook should hopefully be active real soon. If it's not already, then it should be hopefully within The next week, if not already live, many people prefer listening to audiobooks. Looking forward to that. You'll get to hear my voice as I narrate that through over about six and a half hours of walking through the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia. For those who are listening for the first time, I am an internal medicine doctor, a doctor that cares for adults and non-operative management of adults, and also a pediatrician who's an expert in the non-operative management of children. I'm also... Certified in lifestyle medicine that's talking about the non-medicinal ways of taking care of patients, optimizing healthy lifestyle, including diet and exercise, stress management, etc. And I also am a clinical lipidologist. That has to do with trying to prevent heart attacks, also talking about diet and exercise and overlapping with diabetes, which many people who have fibromyalgia also have as well. So today Let's talk about the history. Last week, if you didn't listen to the episode, going through the chief complaint. And we talked about in fibromyalgia is that often there's more than one chief complaint. I have lots of different, what we would call organ-specific issues. At least on the surface, they seem to be nicely tailored to one specific organ. So, you may have headaches as the main problem, and migraines, but you also get aching in your neck, in your back, in your shoulders, in your hips, and well, yeah, they're not comfortable. I guess they're a pain, but I don't want to be a whiner, and I don't want to even list that as a problem because I'm going to be afraid that the doctor is going to look at me in a puzzled look as if what in the world is wrong with you? And But I want to make sure you give that history because if you don't give that, a doctor can't get the best diagnosis and the best care. So make sure you write those down. Write this history down before you go to the doctor if you can have that written down. The next is history of present illness. We talked about when were you healthy and last and then what was your first symptoms. This is extremely important for some You may go, you know, I've had a history of chronic pain my whole life. I have a chapter in my book on pediatrics, and some people go, according to my mom, I was a colicky baby and I was fussy. And as a kid, I got stomach pain, and upset stomach. And I got into adolescence, I got migraines and painful periods, and I got neck pain and back pain. And that might have been intermittent, waxing and waning over time, and maybe you were in a car accident at age 27. And after that, remembering an abrupt change in your symptoms as they may have worsened. That's an important thing. You may also have, well, I never had many symptoms. or It was very mild, an occasional mild headache, and I didn't have any symptoms until I got out of college. Maybe you were an athlete and you were extremely active. Maybe you were fortunate enough to play in a college sport. And we're doing pretty well. And then you graduated and you aren't working out two, three, four, five hours a day anymore. And you can barely get in 40 minutes because you have home and work responsibilities. Maybe the history of your illness was while well, I was doing okay and I was still pretty good, doing pretty well, I got out of college or schooling, got married, and I was still doing pretty well, but maybe when pregnancy hit and you were told, well, you shouldn't really exercise that much, and you stopped exercising, you got achy, and you got morning sickness, and you didn't sleep well, and you had worsening heartburn, and you had gained, instead of the normal 25, 35 pounds of pregnancy, you gained 55, 60 pounds and struggled with that and never lost the weight, and your symptoms worsened for a while. Maybe you got lost some weight and got to exercising. Again, your symptoms improved. So what's the nature of the history over time? Going back, when were you well last is can go back a long period of time. And then what are all the treatments you went through? When did I first get treated? Well, I was treated for migraines. I was told I had irritable bowel syndrome when I was in high school. When I had the car accident, they told me I had bulging discs and I had a series of back injections. Maybe I was on hydrocodone for a while. And then they told me, I I shouldn't be on it and I had a hard time coming off of it or I had to go to a methadone clinic for a while and then I've finally been off or I've tried these different medications. So fibromyalgia, likely specific history that you've had. Another important aspect of your illness is what are the aggravating and alleviating factors to help diagnose could this be fibromyalgia? So let's take the example of chest pain chest pain if you want to get attention and you want to have a bunch of people taking off your clothes walk into the hospital and say I'm diabetic high high blood pressure high cholesterol I'm having chest pain you'll get all the attention you'll go to, to the front of the line and they're going to take off your clothes put on the EKG and check to see if you're having evidence of a heart attack and you'll get blood work done right away because you don't want to miss it so chest pain is extremely serious and could be a deadly within minutes of action that are needed. You know, if we have if somebody having an active heart attack, get the stent in and you'll do better. Now, with chest pain, though, is often atypical chest pain. It's not the heart, but it's other causes, and often we don't know. So you might want to know how can you tell if it's more heart related or if it's not heart related? So, what are the aggravating factors? Well, classic heart pain is, well, it worsens when I start exercising. I start walking, and I'm doing okay, but then I walk up this steep hill that's in my neighborhood, or I start jogging with a friend, and I start getting pressure in my chest, or heartburn, achy symptoms in my gut, or pain in my jaw and down my arm, and it worsens until I sit down and I rest, and then it starts to get better. Hopefully many of you recognize that that is a symptom of angina. Now, the interesting thing is that for many people with fibromyalgia, they'll have a location of chest pain as one of the areas where they struggle with, but they'll go, you know, I actually notice it more when I'm sitting. And interestingly, I notice it more when I'm sitting at work. And when I get home and I go for a walk and I work out, I don't notice it as much. For some people, it may be, I notice it more when I go home. This may be a person who loves their job. It might be a very active job, and they're on their feet and they're moving. They don't have any symptoms. And then they get in the car and they get home, and maybe there's a high-stress environment that they enter when they get home and they start feeling chest pain that's very uncomfortable and hard to get relief. Sometimes it's which day of the week for people who are not enjoying their job. And they work Monday through Friday. They may go, you know, I notice the chest pain Monday through Friday. And Saturday I'm doing better, Sunday I'm doing better until after supper Sunday night, and then I can start to feel it. Why? You're thinking about going back to work tomorrow in a job that you don't enjoy. Other aggravating symptoms are I think it hurts more after I exercise. What's an important difference? Is it after or during? Well, you know, if it's fibromyalgia-type pain, you know, I actually feels better while I'm doing it, but once I sit down or I go to the gym, work out, sit down in the car, drive home, and I get out of the car, I know I'm going to be sore. I know I'm going to be stiff, and I'm going to be achy. I'm going to pay for it. Or I did a bunch of yard work on the weekend. I got A lot of things done, I was very physically active for a day or two, and then I felt terrible for a couple days. That's a big part of what fibromyalgia's story is, these high and low levels of exercise. While doing it, often feeling better, but afterwards feeling worse. Mechanical problems, structural problems, typically feel worse while you're doing them and better when you rest, which is often opposite with fibromyalgia, where you feel better while you're doing them and worse when you're not moving and you're at rest. Another symptom, and when you look at the body uh, symptoms, are migraine headaches. Are you having pounding irregular headaches? How do you know if it's a, a migraine or if it's a brain tumor? Well, it has a classic type of pain, often building up with an aura, or flashing lights that may occur, or, or smells, and then the symptoms crescendo over time. They may peak within a half hour or an hour or two, and then plateau from a few hours up to a day and a half or so, sometimes up to three days, where you then start to feel better. Then in between, you feel relatively well. And then you have a migraine again that is different than a brain cancer, because brain cancer wouldn't come and be severe and then go away. So those are other very discriminating factors to help us tell, is this a migraine or is this something more severe? Another relatively common pain that can be confused for fibromyalgia pain is radicular pain. Radicular pain is the pain of a herniated disc that is pressing on the nerve as it leaves the spinal cord. This can give a very specific type of pain because it will be in a specific nerve root distribution. That's the type of area of sensation that occurs in that specific nerve root. There's, these are numbered from c- cervical spine number one all the way down through the sacral spine. And they will give a characteristic area. So you may have a herniated disc in the C5 area giving pain down the arm, neck into the arm, and, and uh, in a specific area. But that would not give you pain down in the left leg or down on the right side if it's herniated on the left side. So even though the pain may be very similar characteristics, similar qualities as a herniated disc fibromyalgia pain would be different because it would be in more than one area. And that would be a clue to say, hmm, anatomically it doesn't make sense. Now, that's why if you've been to a doctor in the past and you mentioned burning pain in the left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg, they may have concluded, well, this this might be psychosomatic. This doesn't make sense. Why are you having pain? We can't explain this in this area. Why do we have that? Another types of important factors that go along with discriminating fibromyalgia-like pain are irritable bowel type symptoms. How do we know if it's something serious like cancer or inflammatory bowel disease which both can have similar symptoms? One of those is in the review of symptoms. People who have irritable bowel syndrome don't tend to lose much weight, may actually have gained weight over the years eating more of the Western standard American diet, where Somebody with inflammatory bowel disease or cancer may have symptoms of blood in the stool. They may have weight loss along with intermittent abdominal pain that's very similar. There may also be jaundice if it's severe and spread to the liver and significant amount of overall weakness with the, the weight loss. So that's another discriminating factor. Another area that's often Easy to get fooled on is that fibromyalgia symptoms generally wax and wane over time. It may get worse during the school year if you're a student and better over summer. It may wax and wane based on the seasons, better when the weather is nicer if you're living in the northern half of the country and worse during the winter when the weather is colder and getting less exercise. So that would be an important factor in the history. Another thing to keep in mind is that you can have a herniated disc, and you can have fibromyalgia on top of it. You can have inflammatory bowel disease, and you can have irritable bowel syndrome. In fact, they often go together. You can have rheumatoid arthritis along with fibromyalgia. So it's not a yes or no, but it's often both occurring together, and there are different reasons for this. So when we talk in future episode about the criteria for making the diagnosis of fibromyalgia, keep in mind that you may meet many of the criteria at one point, and then less criteria, or not quite all the criteria at another point. So it's very common that you'll have these waxing and waning of symptoms. I hope that gives you a general idea of things that help see if this is more fibromyalgia-like pain that you have, and less likely structural, infectious disease, mechanical causes, inflammatory causes. If you can, in the conqueringyourfibromyalgia.com website, if you want to, share your history, and that helps know that what other people are going through and if you even if you don't want to share that on the blog post on conquering your fibromyalgia write the history down what you've been going through so that when you go to the doctor at your next visit you're able to help see what things aggravate it help give your doctor the information they can to help make the good diagnosis and you might see some insightful things such as wow i never realized this but I do feel more stress when I'm at work, and I think I do feel more pain, and that's real. And when I am exercising, it's better. And that makes me reassured that I don't have this serious structural problem that's going on that I have to worry about. A lot of times there's this fear. Do I have something like a brain tumor? Do I have this severe disease that's not treatable? It doesn't go away. But then the symptoms wax and wane as is typical fibromyalgia that reassuring history that this is a disorder we know about and we can get help with. Instead of pursuing dead-end trails that people don't improve, they don't get better, they feel sicker, they feel overall much worse with these other treatments that aren't going to help going through injections. For bulge in the spine, for example, that was an actual herniated disc that didn't necessarily give a radiculopathy. As many people have these benign bulges or even a disc that's herniated, but doesn't explain the pain on the right side of the body or in the lower extremities. Thank you for joining us on this podcast today. Please hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this and share this with others. This is meant for you if you're suffering, for any others who are suffering that you know, any family that wants to Learn more about what you're going through and help understand that. And remember, even though I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. So take this for educational purposes only as a good starting point to help understand what you are going through as you go beyond just learning to live with to conquering your fibromyalgia.